Hey y'all, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Listen Closely podcast and I'm your host. My name is Elle. I wanted to discuss today something that I have been seeing online for the past few years and it is quick, short bursts of information about the five love languages. And I personally have read the book. Um, I read the book years ago. And I revisited the book again. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chaplin. And I revisited it again as an adult, as someone who's more aware, who's someone who's on a healing journey, because I knew that I would be taking the information in in a completely different mindset than I was the first time I read it. So I keep seeing TikToks, quick little videos about highlighting the words of affirmation, highlighting the physical touch, highlight, highlighting the five love languages, but those breakdowns are not doing this book justice. If you are really interested in this subject and you're interested in having better relationships, whether they're with a partner, whether they're with your family members, your children, your co-workers, you really need to pick the book up and read it yourself because a 45-second explanation of an entire book isn't going to cut it. And it's such a valuable such valuable information to help yourself have a much more connected and productive and effective life if you take the time to really understand the five languages more than a quick 45 second rundown. They also have, if you Google it, five love languages quiz, right? And then they just ask you to survey yourself and which way do you lean more towards. I'm calling bullshit. It's not that simple. Gary Chapman did an amazing job breaking this down and it's worth so much more than a 45 second reel on Instagram. So much more understanding can happen when you read the book than when you just um, Google the survey. And But now what do I do with this information? It's almost a half-baked thought when you don't read the book in its entirety. So not only did the original version of the book come out years ago, um, and it was called The Five Languages, but that one was targeted for married folks. He continued to make a additional versions of the book and apply them to people in different situations. So now there's the singles edition. There's one for children, right? The one for children is recommended for parents, teachers, caregivers of this, of the sort. Um, on how do you pour love into your kids properly? What is it that kids may need, right? Um, the singles edition is not only for people who are single, but Divorce, people who have been through a divorce, single parents, um, all of the all of the ways you can be single, people who are widowed and become single. And I think when you read whichever version of the book you want to work on or whichever version of the book applies to you, once you have access to this knowledge and information and a new way of understanding, you can apply it to the different segments of your life. So no, I'm not recommending buy all six versions of the book, but once you buy one of them and you read to understand, to learn, to have a new perspective, 
you'll be able to take that knowledge and apply it to all of the sections of your life. So I'm going to break down um, the five love languages from the singles edition. I'm not married. I've never been. I don't have children. But like I said, this once you have the information, you can see how it applies to so many areas of your life. So there are five love languages. Today's episode, we are going to focus on words of affirmation. In upcoming episodes, I will break down the additional four, which are acts of service, physical touch, gift giving, and quality time. But today's focus is going to be strictly on words of affirmation. The first love language that I want to discuss is words of affirmation, the power of linguistics, the power of our words, the power of awareness. There are researchers who get paid to study the effects of words. In the book, Gary Chapman breaks down the connection between how we're raised and the words we speak. He explains that some households are harsh and cold and critical, and the people who grew up in them have trouble learning how to speak words of affirmation. It's actually very difficult for them. Negative words are almost automatic for these people. There has to be effort put in to undo that narrative that is negative and harsh. But. Imagine how long this person has been living this way. That's their norm. It's their automatic. But again, that person has to recognize the negativity and the harshness in themselves and actively work at changing. So if it's you that spews negativity, if it's you that struggles with giving praise, recognizing others' talents and telling them words of affirmation, I'm not knocking you, but I I can say that I recognize that it's going to be a challenge if that's all you have ever done is be harsh and critical. But like I always say, it just takes a moment of reflection to recognize that in yourself because you cannot change another person. You can put them on to information. You can guide them to the information but they have to see an error in their ways they have to want to change they have to be curious enough to change their ways you can't change another person that's not my recommendation this my recommendation goes to you if you are the one who finds themselves lost in negativity and harsh words and being super critical because if that's your partner you can't change them you can guide them to the knowledge but they have to want to change themselves. Think about how hard it is to change you. And you think you can change someone else? You can't do it. They have to want to do the work. They have to want to be a willing participant in their own um, evolution. So with that being said, some households are cold. They're harsh. They are critical. 
they, that some parents or caregivers will pick apart their kids and everything that they do wrong and they can't ever give them a compliment and the kid is never good enough. There's nothing good about you. You damn near are telling your child that you are worthless, that they are worthless. That hurts. That creates adults who do the same thing to other people. Now, on the other hand, some households are more soft and warm and encouraging. This shapes the language that we know and use ourselves. It's easy for a person with this background to speak in a soft and more encouraging manner. It's natural. Kindness and warmth is the first language that they learned. Our relationship with our direct caregivers is our original relationship with words. So if you were someone who had an encouraging parent or parents, if you were loved on and you were told good work, you were people believed in you as a child, they praised you when you did good, they, they didn't rip you apart every chance that they could, it's probably a lot easier for you to give words of affirmation because that's what you know. That's your first language. Your first language is tenderness and care. And as I, I share that with you, you can go run down the list of people in your circle and you could probably get a understanding of who was pouring into this one because they're a real piece of work or who poured into this one here. They are kind. They have a gentle spirit. How the hell did you wind up like that? probably had to do a lot with who raised them and how they were raised. What is their natural? What is their automatic view when they talk to you? Are they optimistic? Are they pessimistic? When you were not given words of affirmation, you don't even know how to release affirming words from your mouth. There can literally be a blockage for some people. It's hard for them to say kind things. It's hard to give a compliment. It's hard to praise others. It's easier to rip them down. It's automatic. All the words that that person has available and easy access to are critical. That was their first language. Their first language that they learned was to be critical, was to be harsh. Words of affirmation can pour life into someone. Most people do desire to be recognized and appreciated. Depending on how you were raised and what you were taught shapes you and your ability to communicate with others and how you do that. I remember that there was a point in my life where it was extremely difficult for me to say I love you and to talk about my feelings. I could say I love you easily in friendship, but the vulnerability it took to say it in a relationship was literally impossible. I couldn't do it. I felt, I felt love so many times, but the words I love you would lay on my tongue and stop at my teeth. They were trapped. I could not get them out. It was like there was a brick wall in my mouth. It was so hard for me. 
And again, that's when I recognized I had a problem. Why is this so difficult? I could see like, damn, that's, why is this, why do I feel this way? It was really hard for me to talk about my feelings. It was really hard for me to say, to tell somebody that I love them. Um, So I'm happy that I started to see that and work on it and figure that out. Um, I don't struggle with that problem anymore, but it was a, it was a true issue for me. Um, the importance of reading this book yourself is because a 45 second breakdown of the depth of this book doesn't do it any justice. It doesn't even get to the whole part of giving and receiving words of affirmation. A lot of times people, if you affirm them, they will dismiss you in a second. They will throw your compliment out a window or, or do the matrix to dodge it. Like, the, the ability to take a compliment and to know that it is true is foreign. I, I learned at some point a few years ago, when you get a compliment, just say thank you. You don't have to deflect it. You don't have to reciprocate it. If you say to me right now, Elle, I like your shoes. Thanks. I wasn't really sure about them, but I, I did. they did grow on me, and I really love them. End of conversation. It doesn't have to be, Elle, I like your shoes. Well, I like your hat. It doesn't have to be, Elle, I like your shoes. Oh, these old things, they're trash. I don't know why you would like these. These are horrible. We all know people who respond that way. Um, I remember being a waitress, and I was... I don't know, I was probably like 24 or something like that. I was living in North Carolina at the time. And some lady that I was, you know, waiting tables for, she was like, Miss, you have such a lovely personality. Um, What you should do is, this is is what she recommended me. She recommended that I get a journal and I write down all of the compliments that people have given me over the years. And it's something concrete to hold on to, to look back at and remember the kind things that people have said to you. Because it's so much more easy to remember the negative. I remember all the mean things kids said to me in middle school, but I definitely don't remember the compliments. What do you hold on to? What do you remember? But if you write it down in a book, if you write it down in a journal, when you're feeling low, you can, that probably would, I didn't do it, I didn't listen to it. But that probably would help you lift your spirits back up because it's so much easier for our brain to like lean towards remembering the negative, not remembering the, com- com- the compliments. Excuse me. I think I want to start that journal. It's like five or six years later since I since she made me that recommendation, but I never forgot it. Imagine if this, for the past six years, I was keeping a journal of all the good things people have said to me, or compliments, or meaningful words that people have said. That lady was on something. I wish I would have listened to her. It's never too late. Another thing that Gary Chapman breaks down in the book is the different types of words of affirmation. There are words of kindness. There are words of encouragement. There are words of praise. 
we can be a little destructive when we're not healed. We can go down swinging at everybody because we have our own problems. So you have to take your time when you communicate. You have to take a moment to cool off and get back into the proper headspace to speak when you're full of negativity or when you're on fire. Because if you're on fire, nobody is listening to your words. They're looking at the fire burn. You don't want, we don't want to operate on attack mode. We don't want to be so fearful of vulnerability that we shut down when we communicate. There's so much more depth and explanation in this book. My one piece of advice to you is to go read it yourself. Go get the knowledge for yourself. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And you can pick up whatever edition it is that you want. Um, I can only share so much. But it's important to me that you listen closely. So what's next? What's the solution? Why L? What are you talking about? Why are you telling me this? What's next is figure out which person are you? Who are you in the scenario? Which upbringing did you have? Did you have the critical, harsh, negative upbringing? Or did you have the positive, encouraging, loving home? Right, so once you identify which part of the spectrum you fall in, pay attention to what you want to create. What type of home do you want to create? Are your words harsh and critical? Are you doing that exact same thing to your friends and family? Because if so, you can change. Do you have, did you have that warm, loving upbringing? Is that what you want to pour back into your children? If so, continue to do that. Continue to do it even outside of your home, as you probably already do because it's your first language. I can also say, for the person who doesn't have that negative energy, I'll send you to recognize the people who you may not understand how they can be that way. Give them some grace. It's probably how they were raised and they probably don't even know how negative they are. They don't know the tension that they cause or the, the darkness that they bring when they come around. They don't even know because that's all they know. Give them some grace to be who they are and you continue to be who you are. Don't let, that, don't let that darkness pour into your light. Grab the book yourself. There's, so much so, there's only so much of a breakdown that I can give because what I pick from the book and what stood out to me may be different than what you would see because we're at two different places of understanding in our lives. I did tell y'all in a previous episode, I will share my sources. I will, sh- I will point you in the direction of what things changed me, what things made me better. And this book was one of them. In conclusion, The five love languages are so important. How to give them, how to receive them. What does that even look like with examples? 
don't just go with the Cliff Notes version, which is a 45 second TikTok. Don't go with the Cliff Notes version, which is my podcast and breakdown, right? You have to go to the source, go to the source, Gary Chapman, um, and it will help you understand and apply these things and ideas to your own life. I am happy. I'm happy to have access to this information because it helps me operate so much better. I know how to ask for what I want. I know how to be clear about it. What do I need? What is it that makes me feel loved? Um, Because another part that the quick rundown versions, the quick and dirty versions, they don't address the difference between how you give your love may be different than how you receive it right so I have a friend who like it's clear as day her way that she shows her love is she gives gifts and she does acts of service that's what make that's how she shows people she loves them she will never drop one word of affirmation she'll never give you that she doesn't she will never hug you she doesn't want to touch you but she'll buy you something she will think of you and be thoughtful and from her heart she will give you a gift but she lacks words of affirmation she lacks physical touch she lacks the other things but there is a difference in how you give love and how you receive love and how you want to be loved And when you can understand all of them, you can pinpoint, oh, this is how I give my love. This is what I do to show it. What does it look like? What makes me feel loved though? And when you can communicate that to your partner or to your family members, whoever it is that you want to love on and be loved by, your relationships will be a lot more cohesive. I'm sorry. Because those things might not be exactly the same. And when the other person can tell you the same, you can love them properly exactly how they need to be loved to make this relationship work to make understanding of each other happen and I hope to continue this discussion so this is just part one of my breakdown of the five love languages we discussed words of affirmation thank you so much for listening I appreciate it I hope you've learned something here Um, again my name is Elle and this is the listen closely podcast take care Thank you.